ناه خداوند باشید Hey, let's talk about food and music, eating and grooving, munching and moving, forking and spooning, listening to tunes, yeah, dinner's on soon and to get ready for, ready for, peanut butter and jams. You're listening to Peanut Butter and Jams with hosts Brenda and Jordy on CITR 101.9, exploring local music and local food. Tune in to learn about the best eats and tunes from your neighborhood and a weekly pairing for your date calendar. Warning, the endorsements and criticism expressed during the show are the opinions of the hosts, unless clearly identified as advertising. Put in your earbuds and fire up your taste buds. It's Peanut Butter and Jams. Yes, it's peanut butter and jams with Brenda's back. I'm back from my trip. I drank lots of uh, half pints IPA. Half pints? Half pints. Why don't you drink a whole pint? Well, it's the the company. The local brewer is called Half Pints. That makes um. Actually, that's a silly name to name your company. That's like naming yourself like. One liter beers. One liter is a lot of beer. Yeah, I know, but half pint is like a... It's like naming yourself a measurement of beer. It's a weird thing to do. Like a mini cup I of guess, beer, but, whereas but, really you want like a large amount. But like mini cup isn't like a unit of measure. It's true. I know, but like you wouldn't have... You know, it's diminutive. I mean, I guess Small. it is diminutive. It, I guess they're going, they're, they want cu- their beers to pur- appear cute. I don't know if they are really cute. But yes, it is. Uh, it is funny, but it rolls off the tongue. Yes, it does. It does. Um, George is going to shut the door so that we have peace and quiet in here. But uh, we've got a great show coming up. It's really good to be back on the radio. Uh, Jordy, you went to an event the other week. Yes, um, I went to the BC Barbecue and Chili Championship, which happened in Langley. Who knew? Who knew? I'll tell you all about that later when Brenda's Brenda's going to quiz me on it. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a lot of great music planned for the show, as as per usual. Um, we're going to give you an update on the CSA, uh, the Community Supported Agriculture Program that me and Darcy uh, Roach, my girlfriend, are participating in. Uh, what else are we going to talk about, Brenda? Um... I think that might be it. We might talk a bit about hunting rabbits in your local neighborhood. Uh, yeah, we we might talk about that too. We Depending on whether we can uh, coax the, uh, the 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 rabbit hunter into the rabbit the hunter studio. into the studio. We've got some traps laid out. 
We've got a box with um, a beer underneath it and a stick <laughs> with a piece of string attached to it. We'll see if we can get him in here. Um, but yeah, let's listen. Let's listen to a song.
And we're back. That was Japan Droids off of uh, their kind of an album, kind of two EPs made into an album, uh, Darkness on the Edge of Gas Town. Um, we have convinced a rabbit hunter to enter our lair. Be very, very quiet. <laughs> Elmer Fudd has joined us. <laughs> <laughs> He's even got the hat. That's right. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not actually Elmer Fudd. Who, who are you? Uh, I'm Ryan Roselle, the president of CITR, production uh, programming and community engagement coordinator, host of But on the Bread Wednesdays at 3 o'clock, and hunter of rabbits at Jericho Beach Park. So uh, how many rabbits have you caught? At this point, zero. Okay. Uh, I've only been, I'm only two days into the rabbit hunting game. but uh, They're wily. But I'm, they are. They are clever, you know. Every time I try to grab one, they've dug a little trap for me with some Acme TNT buried <laughs> in there. Uh, no, they're just very fast, as rabbits tend to be. Right. Um, and But it's a learning process. Okay, um, so uh, maybe you should tell everyone why. Why are you hunting rabbits? Sure, sure, yeah. Uh, well, I've been a, a meat eater my entire life. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, in this day and age, I just find that we're quite separated from the process. Mm-hmm. So when you when you buy meat, you know you don't even have to to gut it yourself. You ha- you just get this nicely packaged. Sometimes it's gray, uh, but just like container of meat, whether it's chicken. Uh, I guess the only re- uh, exception for that would be fish, where you can right. sometimes still see their like eyeballs and stuff. But but most they, of the they've time, they've still usually been cleaned. Yeah, exactly. They're gutted. You know, they have have no heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some people would say I have no heart for hunting rabbits, but um, that's their opinion. Yep. Uh, so yeah. So so I wanted to. I've often. I, I've I've toyed with the idea of becoming a vegetarian um, uh, quite a few times, and I just wanted to see if I could actually uh, take an animal's life and go through the skinning and gutting mm-hmm. and cooking process uh, and still feel comfortable uh, or as comfortable as I do eating meat already, especially an animal so cute but stupid as a rabbit. Yes, they are not known for their intelligence, except for bugs. Oh, yes, yes. Bugs Bunny. Yes. Um, uh, Brenda, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, how many times have you tried... Oh. Rabbit hunting. Well, uh, well, the past two nights I've been in Jericho Beach Park, uh, where the rabbits are in quite an abundance, and uh, and it's a, we've been learning a lot. So um, I haven't caught any, but uh, for the past two days we've been trying different techniques. Uh, and it, let me tell you, like they they lose their sort of cute appeal like an hour into trying. You just like. You're thirsty for blood. Your, hunt, your hunting instincts come out. What sort of preparations have you made? Yeah, so so the first night we went there with uh, just a big box, a big cardboard box that we tried to, like, throw onto them. And then, like, three of us <laughs> tried to, like, corner one. Uh, and, and How many people? Uh, there was three of us. Um, just my two housemates kind of tagged along. I think at first they just wanted to watch to see if I could actually catch this rabbit. I think they had some bets uh, mostly against me, which was fair enough. Um, <laughs> well, they would have won. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, but but once you get down there and and you just see, they they just kind of mock you, you know, every time they get away. So then they they got really involved as well, uh, and now they're thirsty for rabbit blood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, well, uh, what sort of, did you do like research beforehand or? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I learned, I looked up how to, um, how to kill, kill them ethically. The, the process of breaking a rabbit's neck. 
Okay. Um, which is uh, the way I would do it. I don't own a, a gun or anything like that. So, um, so yeah, and and I mean, um, also, I didn't look into this. I probably should have, but I don't know what the, the legality issues are. So that's why we were there at night. That's, um, with your balaclava? With my, yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, um, is it legal to hunt a rabbit with your bare hands? I mean, there's probably firearms rules about sure. sh- about shooting in Jericho Park, but I don't know if it, there's any rules about and hunting or fishing in that sort of place. I've seen people fishing down on the beach near there once or Absolutely. twice, and uh, I imagine if they catch a fish, they'd be allowed to kill it there. But you might need a fishing license. But you, might, you would probably need a fishing license. That's but true. But I think for for rabbits, especially the ones at Jericho, because I was looking up, you know, a lot of the ones at Jericho are are like spotted or white, mm-hmm. and those aren't actually wild rabbits. Or I mean, they they're probably wild. But generations ago, people say that like people just abandoned there's household a pets, lot a lot of um, rabbits. There's there's always a few parks in most cities where rabbits have been yeah. released after children weren't up to the task of looking after them. They live seven to eight years. I know that uh, the Richmond, one of the parks in Richmond, a friend of mine worked at uh, for the Richmond Nature Park, I think, and they had quite the rabbit population of people who had just dropped them off there. Right. And I know Uvic used to have that um, they took, as well until took the, until the big rabbit cult yeah. that happened. So is there a big difference in genes between uh, domesticated rabbits and wild rabbits? Like how how far back do these right. rabbit lines go? I think I at, don't know. I think at this point they're pretty muddled. You know, some of them have like the gray sort of traditional wild rabbit spots on them, and some of them are that color. Uh, and they're and I mean size wise, they're all. All shapes and sizes. I mean, I guess they're yeah. really, people are releasing all sorts of different species of rabbits into the wild, so they end up crossbreeding with each other and making we- new hybrids. So if you release like a spotted dwarf rabbit, it's not going to look like a wild rabbit at all. No, but or, and there's like floppy-eared ones and pointy-eared ones. Yeah, and, and somehow they all ended up in that little in the boathouse area. Nell? They only like Nell? that. They only like the one spot as mm-hmm. well. Um, and I was sharing the hunting grounds with a big coyote. Yeah. Uh, like a big, big coyote. How, um, how how close did you get to this coyote? Uh, Probably like 15 feet. Oh, away. wow. Like I didn't notice him until he stood up and I thought it was a dog, like a German shepherd or something. It was, a, you know, it must have weighed more than 100 pounds. Oh, wow. And then I just kind of like backed away. Yeah, don't don't mess with that thing. I did the same thing, and then it, and then he went over to this homeless guy who had been sitting there, kind of watching us the whole time. And Maybe the guy it was just the fed homeless... it out of his hand. Are you sure it wasn't the homeless guy's dog? It was a coyote. Okay. It was most certainly a coyote, and uh, and it was like it was like really weary. It just kind of like kept getting closer to him and closer to him, and eventually he just like held out hmm. whatever was in his hand, and it ate it. <laughs> Which is um, probably not the sm- safest thing to do, but I don't know. Maybe he, they have a relationship. Sure. <laughs> um, you said you were going to kill the rabbit uh, by breaking its neck. Yes. Would you wear gloves for that, or would you do it? No, rabbit? no. I feel like if uh, you know, if I'm going to eat it, I should be able to touch it with my bare hands. Um, there is, there are like you know, like ticks and stuff, but uh, I mean, like to some degree, like I think if like someone were to raise rabbits and kill them themselves, right. they would probably wear gloves just because i mean the rabbit might bite yeah like are you worried about that at all um do can rabbits carry rabies i don't know I don't yes know. actually they can huh well maybe 
I'm vaccinated. Okay, if you're vaccinated, <laughs> uh, if you if you feel like that's the way you want to go, go for it. But yeah, I feel like <laughs> I should give this rabbit like an opportunity to escape, to defend itself and escape. You know, if if he can like bite me hard enough that I drop him and he runs off, like that's fair because I'm just gonna I'm just tricking him with carrots. You know, if I can, if that's, that's what you're I think that's what we're gonna. What we're, the new uh, strategy. Because okay, so last night uh, we we I bought a slingshot at Canadian Tire, um, and just to shoot little pebbles, not to like to hurt them, but it just kind of stuns them for a second, and they look around, but they won't let you get close enough that that once they sort of uh, sort of clear their head and take off, they're still a bit too far away to to just sort of jump on and catch. Um, but at the end of the night, after we'd been chasing rabbits for like three hours, it was twelve thirty. Uh, I just like the last one I just like got crouched down and stuck my hand out which had nothing in it and he just ran right up to me because people feed the rabbits and smelled my hand so how come you didn't catch that one well I was shocked because I'd just been so angry and just like (laughs) running as hard as I could and my I was covered in mud and scrapes and stuff Uh, but then uh, so I did try to grab him after like the brief second of of shock but um but he was too quick. But I touched him, so I touched a bunny last night. Okay, so I'm you're closer. getting you're getting closer. So I think, although it sounds like um, it's not so much hunting as well. I mean, it's like that's what fishing is, really. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah, I've, I've been fishing and caught fish before, so yeah. It's like it, you know that's what fishing is. Is you like this is food, but it's also your death. Yes, it's a trap. You know. Well, I mean, a lot. Of, I think that's what trapping. Yeah, can. I'm a human trap. Well. Yeah, you're a human trap. <laughs> So the first time was the cardboard box. Yes. Second time was the slingshots. Slingshot. And method. then the third. Well, there's try also the chasing. Is, yeah, yeah. It's a, the slingshot. The random running after. Yeah. Every time it just sort of, just sort of spirals down into us getting really frustrated and just running at rabbits as fast as we can, screaming <laughs> profanities. Um, how have people been reacting to uh, your? your attempts or you know like i i, I mean like pe- both people in the parks but yeah. also just like people you know sure. who are telling about it sure um you know people in the park uh we've tried to keep it pretty incognito mm-hmm. uh especially but there's so many runners right on that stretch exactly uh, i mean it was like we, we start at around 10 and we're usually just kind of pretty low-key about it and i mean it's not illegal to chase rabbits but it is illegal maybe to catch them or no if it, if it were illegal to chase rabbits then like every four-year-old who goes through that That's park right. would They'd be, be under arrest in, under arrest for sure um yeah. and as far as with other people i don't know it's really been nice to spark conversations with people about why you know like i think a lot of people's initial reaction is like but they're so cute and it's like sure maybe but is that a really a reason not to to kill something i mean if certainly like uh i probably wouldn't eat dolphin or something because it's intelligent or dogs because you know they've been like domesticated to be very social Mm -hmm. lovable creatures but when these rabbits like you can just look into their eyes and there's just nothing there (laughs) it is just a big it's a blob of meat in like two days you have really grown i know i know i thought i really we'll see what happens have you eaten rabbit before i have yeah i've eaten quite quite a few different meats uh you can just get rabbit stew yeah, um, I've had rabbit before. Yeah. Have you? Uh, I don't think so. My grandfather actually used to raise rabbits for meat in Russia. It used to be incredibly common, especially during the war, mm-hmm. um, for people to raise rabbits for meat because you could raise them on 
basically compost. Right, because they breed like rabbits. And they would breed really well. And, yeah. yeah. Is there a lot of and meat? And meat was a premium back then, too. So Yeah. Like, how much meat can you get off a rabbit? Um, they the, seem all plump the, and happy, but I'm not yeah. sure. The back legs is where the the bulk of it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking looking online, and the back legs are really the only two pieces that you'd want to just sort of, like, fry up and cook. The rest and then of the rest of it, it was, would be for a off. stew. It yeah. would be for a stew. You know, it'd be small do, pieces. And do you know how to bone. butcher something? Uh, yeah, I, I also that? did that. Well, I've never done it before, but, but uh, I've been uh, using the wonderful internet uh, mm-hmm. as my resource of research, and uh, yeah, it's it's you know it's that's probably going to be that's probably the that, that, that'll this. be a, a whole adventure yeah. in and of itself. I've never butchered a mammal, yeah, or I've done fish. Or, e- or even a bird. I've butchered fish before, yeah, and I, I've killed a fish before, and that's yeah, that, that feels like. Like the, a step, I have. You, yeah, you're like a step two. further. You're exactly. going a step further than the. You know, this has got yeah. It's got hair and cute little ears, and, and I feel I, like it's a little different. Yeah. Um, the to uh, fish are so dumb. Look, and they yeah. they don't ever give you the semblance of intelligence. That's right. Whereas a rabbit kind of does a little bit, a yeah. little bit more, or at least a cunning. Yeah, and like you know, like fish just kind of like spray eggs into the water. At least you can see like little bunnies hopping around with their mom, mm-hmm. and like there's like some sense of. Carrying now, I'm just like making. It. I'm not really making bad, my sir. case, but uh, but yeah, I think um, I think at this point I hate rabbits enough that I won't have a problem killing it. But the gutting part and like could get messy. That, do you, ha- like, you have a nice knife? I do. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I think I think that's important. Yeah. yeah. Brenda, you do you have any other questions that you'd like to ask him about? I did, but I think I lost it. If anyone would like to join me at Jericho. Uh, anyone listening you're, out you're, there? You're going tonight. I'm welcome. I I don't know. I think just, tonight. Just look for the guy who's I might, running, yeah. frustrated, and swearing. <laughs> yeah, just after, listen after for the, the curse words and and follow them. Um, no, I don't know. I think I'm gonna have to build like a box or something. But uh, I might take tonight off. It's been a rough past two days. Like <laughs> going to sleep and just having frust- dreams, dreams of frustration. Of yeah. No, no rabbits. But I think they're just sort of like uh, yeah. There's like weird subliminal. Yeah, messaging in my dreams of frustration and have you failure. considered hunting something else other than rabbits? Instead? Yeah, you know there's like big Canadian geese there, but I just feel like as an <laughs> as an American, if I got caught killing a Canadian goose, it would just be like an act of terror. Also, have you ever been near a Canadian? Yeah, goose? they're terrifying. They're terrifying. Yeah. I don't want to fight one of those things. Yeah. Don't you have dual citizenship? I do, but I'm like from the states, and you know, you know what the tabloids do. You're right. Uh, the media. Just the media. It'd be worse than you killing a beaver. I think so. Maybe not, actually. Maybe not. Maybe not, yeah. no. It'd be yeah. as bad as you killing a Mountie. Yeah. Have you <laughs> killed another mammal or just fish? No, never. Never. Uh, I think one time I remember, like, having to take a mouse out of a mouse trap, but I didn't, like, kill you, it. The, it was, I found it, was it in the trap mouse. Yeah. that I had set, or that me and my dad had set when I was quite young. Did you consider just, um, like, if you just wanted the experience of killing something, did you yeah. consider just, like, talking to a farmer or a butcher or something like that about yeah. uh, about doing it? Or yeah. a hunter. Or, or a hunter, yeah. Yeah, but this is also just, like, pretty fun. Like, it, it, it's a nice it's, challenge. It's, it's also, I guess it's right there. It's easier yeah. to set up. Exactly, In and it's free. It's local. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. I'm doing, is, I'm on you're, the 100-mile diet. Yeah. yeah, or the, the 25 kilometer diet yeah like you could grow a chicken in your backyard but that's way more work yeah it is and 
And yeah. And a chicken's still a bird. I want to eat a mammal. Okay. I think. Someone asked earlier today, oh, are you going to make some moccasins? I was thinking about that. Like, uh, you have to learn the how, pelts to, how to is, treat the pelt, is too. It's a lot of work. It's like mm. a pretty big process. But I think if, if the trapping part goes well, I kind of want to make some, like, rabbit fur fingerless gloves. Hmm. Or I think something. I actually know a couple in Vancouver who trapped some rabbits and made a little outfit for their baby out of rabbit that is fur. so oh, bomb. wow that's yeah. uh that's pretty uh, mountain manny that's that's badass south fraser south yeah. fraser <laughs> <laughs> um well we'll have to have you back on uh yeah hopefully in a, in maybe in two weeks if you yeah. you can talk about whether you've succeeded or i'll freeze you guys a pot of rabbit stew to, oh yeah to i taste. love rabbit stew we can talk about the taste and flavor and yeah. seasonings yeah that's right mm-hmm the many ways to cook rabbit and nice. Canadian geese. <laughs> um, so we've got a song here that you that you've picked out. Yeah. Um, off of the new Dead Ghosts album. Yeah, the Dead Rabbit Ghosts. The Dead Rabbit Ghosts. Yeah, soon, soon to be. Um, <laughs> this song is called uh, "Roki Said." Yeah. And it's off of "Can't Get No." It's a great song.
to you on Friday afternoons from 2 till 3.30 for Radio Zero, where your host DJ brings you an eclectic mix of new international pop, ranging from the most fashionably disaffected to the brightest trigger-coated music around, along with a good measure of vintage new wave, punk, and disco to kick off your weekend. That's Radio Zero, Friday afternoons at 2 on 101.9 FM, CRTR. Um, the Radio Zero, uh, PSA normally doesn't sound like it has the Japandroids in the background, which I had forgotten to stop from playing from earlier. And that is what you call sound art. Sound art. Yeah. Ta-da. I'm not sure it was a success, but... Oh, well, not all art is for everyone, Brenda. Exactly. We're actually going to play some audio art later on in the show. Oh, Yes. Yeah. We could even do it now. Yeah, let's do it now. It, it, it'll fit well with um, the, the Jordi Yao original that you guys just heard. So, track number two. So, this is an album put out by Co-op Radio, um, which is CFRO, located downtown at, I think it's Columbia and Hastings. And this is Audio Art Volume 789, and it's a bunch of audio art artists. And this What is sort of artists are on it? Anyone that we know or recognize the names of for being famous around town um famous famous audio famous. artists i don't know if i'm uh very aware of the audio artists in vancouver there's one andrew singh ah uh, yes um she is i can't remember the name of her band but she's a drummer in a band yeah that i've seen once or twice um some other names are she played at fake jazz a lot back in the day uh, emma hendrix um Miles Thorogood, Ross Birdwise, Kristen Roos. I'm just reading random names. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Josh, Josh Rose, Adrian Zewanski. Who are we going to be listening to? We're going to listen to track two on volume seven, Ross Birdwise, composite six. All right. Let's and, give it. Uh, yeah, it's pretty fun. Let's give it a listen. Thank you. 
And we're back. That was Ross Birdwise off of uh, the 789 compilation. Uh, that song is called Composite 6. Song, sound art, piece. Um, Brenda has stepped out to uh, powder her nose. Uh, but I'm going to lead us into a piece uh, where me and uh, Darcy Roach, my girlfriend, uh, do an update on, give us a, a little bit of more knowledge on the CSA that we've uh, started partaking in. Hi, I'm here with Darcy. Hi. And uh, we're going to talk about what's in our CSA box again. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had two more. Yeah. Since uh, we did the first this uh, this piece the first time, uh, what has been in them so far? So we have since gotten well. What's been different is um, strawberries. Mm-hmm. We got we got some strawberries, which is awesome. Yeah, we got garlic scapes. Mm-hmm. We got potatoes. Oh yeah, yeah, lots of potatoes, which are lots of nice little ones. Mm-hmm. Um, fennel. Fennel. Kohlrabi. Kohlrabi. Um, which I hadn't really eaten much before, so that was neat. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of lettuce. Yeah, lots of lettuce. We got different kinds of lettuce this time. So we got Swiss chard and green leaf. Lots of green leaf, too. We got like yeah. three heads of green leaf or four heads. And since and big heads. Big too. heads, too. Um, we got a red leaf lettuce. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got carrots. Carrots. More kale. Mm-hmm. Um, more green onions. Leeks. More rhubarb. More rhubarb. Yeah, okay, so... Lots of stuff. How are we feeling about it at this point? Well, I am personally always excited that it's so different. Mm-hmm. And so you don't... I mean, with the exception of kale, which I've already said I don't like, um, I don't feel like I'm opening it every week and seeing the same thing every week. It's always something different that's exciting. Yeah, it's quite different. Even from week to week, where you, I would expect there to be a, lot, a fair amount of overlap. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've also gotten radishes a lot. Yeah. Um, but I expect there to be a fair amount of overlap, but they're really, like, some weeks are totally different from others. Um, yeah, for instance, like, the last two weeks have been totally different from each other. With some, like, things, like, being common. Like, we've, like radishes have been really common. Green leaf lettuce has been really common. Um, but aside from that, it's kind of a, we don't know what we're going to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I expected to get more green onions, but apparently... Yeah, this week we finally didn't get more green onions, uh, but we had lots before. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so uh, the excitement is still there. Yeah, so that's like, that is the coolest part, that there's a lot of different things. Um, Is there anything you're uh, like feeling down about? Um, I would, I wish that it was a bit less full of just like salad mix. Yeah, I was going to say that, too. You stole my thing. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say I wish there was less lettuce. Yeah. Because the lettuce is boring. We can, it's, it's easy to grow lettuce. It's also not it entirely ourselves. versatile for meals. Like, you can no, make salads. You, you can't really cook with it. You can't really cook with it. Whereas, you can use like... It sandwich fictions or salads. Yeah. Whereas the other stuff, we've been able to use it in a ton of different things. So... Yeah, and I even even the greens that you can even the greens that you can vegetables. cook are are good. Like I don't mind getting um, Swiss, chard. Swiss chard or spinach because those are easy to incorporate into a dish. Yeah, um, where you can just saute them and they taste and they're a different experience. Mm-hmm. 
I, I even don't mind the kale as much as you do, I don't think. We've had some good dishes where mm-hmm. I think we've kind of learned a, a better way to cook it. Yeah, I fried it with bacon and it crisped up a little bit, kind of like it would if it was a kale chip. Mm-hmm. And that, that was a good discovery. And yesterday we sautéed it with uh, a little bit of brandy and like kind of made it a lot softer to eat. So mm. it went the other way and just made it... Uh, yeah, kind of soggy and absorbing yeah. other flavors that kind of blend well with it exactly it's bitterness yeah so we're, we're learning um maybe not to love kale but to work with kale mm-hmm. yeah so that's good but I, I do wish that there were a little less salad mix vegetables yeah um i i like especially in these rainy this rainy weather it's nice to have something that's good in a hot dish yeah stir or at least or can go either way or something but yeah, I was really excited by the strawberries when we got those. Mm-hmm. They were really delicious strawberries, the um, much better quality than store bought ones. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, we made a pie with the rhubarb. Yeah, we made a rhubarb blueberry pie, which was great. Yeah, it was delicious. The rhubarb was uh, was wonderful. Yeah, and we've aside from that, we've had a lot of salads, a lot of stir fry. Mm-hmm. Um, we have had to augment. It a bit with some other vegetables. Um, yeah, it's not a full meal in itself. Maybe the first day, but. There's not a full meal in what you're getting. There's not even, like, the spectrum of, like, complementary vegetables. So, no. like, you're often going to the store to, like, get a tomato or a full onion or, or some mushrooms or, some or, mushrooms something. or something that, like, there's, a, there's often, like, a dish that you're like, oh, I want to do this dish, but it's missing, like, just one thing. I guess that's the other um, kind of uh, thing that I would I would like to see different if i could is that there could be more like staple vegetables like onion and garlic yeah well i mean we got garlic scapes we got garlic scapes which is excellent i do love those but you can never have too many onions or garlic it might be that they're not there because they're end of the season vegetables it's possible so maybe at the end of the season we'll be swimming in onions look forward to seeing those things and we'll be and we'll be lamenting the lack of greens yeah, probably not. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what Maybe. happens. Maybe. Okay, so, um, well, until next time. Yeah. This is the CSA update. CSA you later.
I'm Jello Biafra, and I've been spending way too much time in Vegas. On June 17th, the rickshaw hosts the Alternative Tentacles and Jello Biafra's birthday bash. Doors are at 8, and come early for Jello's captivating spoken word. He may even do a song or two. Fuel Injected Point 45 and The Goblins, featuring our own Nardwar, the human serviette, will serve up strange, wonderful rock stylings. Tickets are $15 in advance or $20 at the door. Yes, check it out. Um, Brenda is just picking a song in the next room, um, but you just heard Gold into Youth. That song was called Young Blood, and before that was Lightning Dust. The song was called Diamond. And this is Lady Friend, and the song is called Un Petit Message. It's going to be coming out on July 15th on Hybridity.
I don't remember that. Okay, there was a guy on our baseball team. Is it, it's not playing. We're on the air. Oh, hello. <laughs> hello. Are we? Uh, what are we gonna do now, Jordy? Um, I thought we could talk about uh, the barbecue, the BC barbecue championships. Okay, so is that what it's called, the BC barbecue championships? <laughs> yeah, they happened in Langley. <laughs> so it's not a, a festival because you sent me this. This email that's like, Brenda, did you know that there is a chili and barbecue festival? Well, it was, it was, I would describe it as a festival and a championship at the same time. If I had to describe it to, if you had to pin me down on one of those definitions, it was both of those things. So how did you hear about this? Um, My friend uh, Quinn, who plays in Pleasure Cruise, um, is on top of... um, uh, local meat stores mm-hmm. um, and he saw it on a Twitter feed of a barbecue place in town saying that they would be out there for this champ- or this um, competition championship um, uh, it's more of a competition uh, and that uh, people should come out so he looked into it and was like oh man this sounds awesome it's like a BC barbecue championship and a BC chili championship um, it's like 
people come from all over the place and um, compete to try and win the award. Um, there's judges, and it's like very official. And so we got me and a few other guys excited about it. And so we drove out to Langley. Um, it's quite, it's kind of a ways. Um, and it was in the parking lot of the Cascade Casino, which is, um, I don't know if you've been there. It's not. Haven't. It's not the, it's, it's like a big parking lot for a mall, but there's a casino there instead of a mall. Okay. And you were in a tent. Um, we were, the barbecue people were in tents. We were outside of a tent. And was the weather nice? Uh, the weather was gray, but it did not rain. Okay. And so everyone was cooking on open grills? Yeah, it was a two-day thing. We were only there for the barbecue day. The chili day sounded actually kind of exciting, but I didn't know that it was two different days Mm. when it it was explained to me originally. Um, uh, There were every... There was probably like 40, maybe 30, somewhere between 30 and 40 competitors. And um, they each had their own barbecues set up. Um, and where were these people from? Some of them were f- were local. There, like Hog Shack from Richmond was there. There was some other uh, local uh, B- uh, Vancouver area, Lower Mainland area uh, competitors. Like but any th- within Vancouver? Not there were, but I don't remember their um, names because they they weren't like restaurants except for Hog Shack. There were. A lot of them were either like the, so. One of them was like a barbecue sauce place mm-hmm. that did it. It wasn't from they weren't a Vancouver competitor, but um, a lot of them were like there was like a catering guy. Um, there were some people who were from the, like the Fraser Valley, but not like from Vancouver proper. Um, but there was a lot. There's some people from Alberta. There's uh, people from Portland and Washington State. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so people traveled in, uh, some, some even traveling for like the whole day just to make it out, um, and compete. And, uh, so it, uh, you, when you got there, it would be about $5. It, it was by donation, suggested donation, $5. You give them your $5 and then they'd be like, okay, just step to your right. And you'd step to your right. And then a fireman would say, here is a, a bun a pull, with a pulled pork sandwich bun. And you'd be like, oh, great, thanks. And he'd say, and then as you right before you walked away, he would say, if you're hungry, come on back. There's lots more. And it's like, it was just as much as you could have. And then at the same time, there was also uh, four different barbecue competitions happening that were happening. New product would come out on the hour for each different competition. So and the competitions differed based on um, one was I think it was pork butt, um, which was mostly pulled pork um, in the barbecue incarnation of it. Uh, there was brisket, uh, beef brisket. Um, it was, uh, and then there was chicken. Which, so by meat. And then it was ribs, which I'm pretty sure was pork ribs. Okay. So some were distinguished by cut, like when it was. A when it came down to a pig, it was by cut, but everything else... Well, brisket, I guess, is a very fairly defined thing, but chicken was really... It, like, it was all over the place what part of the chicken was being barbecued. Mm-hmm. And uh, those places would just put out their samples, and they were sizable samples. Like, one of those samples was... 
it wasn't just like a tasting sample. It was like you got like a little appetizer meal out of it, out of each one. And every single pl- hut that was competing in that would put out a few samples. So there were 30 or 40 barbecue joints. Did yeah. they all I enter mean, they, each? They didn't all enter each one. Okay. So some of them would like enter the pulled pork and the chicken. Or some of them would enter just the brisket or, or like the brisket and the and the ribs and the chicken or and something. And the fireman and the pulled pork was ongoing. The fireman and the pulled pork seemed to be ongoing, okay. yes. Nice. And how many did you try? I tried enough that I didn't feel like I should eat meat for three days after. <laughs> uh the event which i didn't (laughs) um uh it was it was a it was insane how much um barbecue delicious some of it delicious some of it just average i would say but uh but still an amazing event um that this just happens uh it's apparently yearly so we could go again next year if Mm -hmm. you were if you were so inclined um, you just need to be willing to make the trek out the, to Langley and it for five, five dollars, five dollars. Uh, I think Jordy's choking up a bit here. I am $5. choking up a bit. It's, it's, it's setting off my deal radar. Just <laughs> thinking about it again. Um, but we did go early. We went right at the beginning and that was a good idea because by the time the third, we didn't stay for all the competitions. Um, by the time chicken happened, crowds had formed whereas at the beginning it was actually pretty dead uh which was really great for someone there to just want who just wanted to try a lot of different barbecue uh, but once it got to the chicken thing it was uh the third competition of the day around one it was so busy that there was lines everywhere and often the people in the at the end uh, in the back half of the line wouldn't get any samples at all so it was just meat, the entire place. Yeah, it was just meat. So I mean, there, there was there no, were, like, carrot there, off to the side? No, or? there were no carrots, no sides. The closest thing to a side would be some sauce. Some sauce? of them, and not all of them would have sauce. Only a few places okay. had sauce. So, yeah, I mean, the fireman would give you a bun. Mm. That that was about it. You could buy water. Nice. <laughs> it no was, beer. There was no, no messing around with anything else. There, there No, there was no beer. Okay. I guess it was you don't want to waste lot. that stomach space. I guess not. I mean, at a certain point, we, we did go to Tim Hortons and get a coffee in between competitions because really? you kind of want to just let your stomach meat rest. Drunk. Um, I feel like some meat coma? people kind of went into a meat coma Yeah. a little bit. Um, I did not, but some of the people I was with kind of ate a little bit more than me, maybe, and got a little bit meat coma eat. Did you buy any barbecue sauce? I did not buy any barbecue sauce. You could only try it there. They weren't selling barbecue sauce. Were there any things that you wrote down on your hands as exemplary things that you should hunt down? Uh, In Vancouver, uh, the only thing that I would uh, recommend of the Vancouver places I tried would be the Hog Shack, which is quite good uh, in Richmond. It's a barbecue joint out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other places from the greater Vancouver area were not memorable competitors. Hmm. Doesn't necessarily mean it was bad, um, but it wasn't. It, there was a lot. Of, it, it was a high stakes competition. So, so the people that were leading the competition, what areas of the world were they from? I assume that most like Alberta. I assume that the people who were like running the competition were from BC because it is the BC Barbecue Championship. Hmm. Um, although I guess that means that people from outside of BC can enter it. I'm not really sure what, how so. that worked. Uh, 
Was there anything surprising where your taste buds were like, wow, this is so different? I had a barbecue sauce that was uh, like molasses and spice at the same time. So it was like really spicy molasses. Mm -hmm. That was, that really stood out. Um, I also had, I can't remember what the name of the place was. Uh, badass barbecue, I think, was the name of the group. Did you the say group. badass barbecue? I said badass barbecue. Badass barbecue. And they had uh, some barbecue that was made from the Kobe beef of pork. So they like massage the pigs and get like uh, and get like fancy fancy on them. They massage the pig. Yeah, before? so the, the pigs get massaged to like the, so their meat's really tender while they're alive. While they're alive. Is this common? No. Kobe beef. Have you heard of Kobe beef? No. Kobe beef is like a beef in Japan. Where this is like, all new to me. They'll it, they'll massage the, the the cows while they're alive, so, so the meat will be really tender, and, and they're extremely happy. And they're extremely expensive. <laughs> expensive. Possibly that I don't know if a cow, like thinking about a cow, I'm not like sure if a cow would be like, yeah, massage. I love this. Or like, ooh, or whether they just feel be like, oh, I wish they'd stop grabbing me. I don't know. I, I just don't know enough about a cow's mentality to know whether that means that the cow is extremely pampered and happy or extremely annoyed throughout its entire life. It's a... It's a toss-up. Something that uh, maybe someone who's seen something closer to Kobe beef might yeah. know more about. Well, you know, we always people always talk about veal and how inhumane it is and then how happy chickens run all over... With happy freedom, so who oh, knows the, about the, the free massages? Range ones? Yeah. Although apparently, free-range chickens uh, don't really like the outdoors usually, because they've really? been ri- the first part of their life is spent indoors, and when, by the time they're allowed to free-range outdoors, they don't really care to. Oh. They like to, they, they they feel uncomfortable with that, and they'll just kind of hang out. They've cultured the outdoors out of the chickens. Yeah. <laughs> well, interesting. So it's actually not. Well, I mean, they have the option. That doesn't necessarily mean that they took the option. Little umbrellas, little sweaters, <laughs> hanging out outside. Um, I'm sure it's different if it came from like a farm, but you're right. Yeah, like an outdoor indoor cat, an mm-hmm. outdoor indoor yeah. chicken. I've I've met some cats that like grew up indoors, and then the owners were like, "You're becoming an outdoor cat now," and started throwing them out. The cats are so unhappy about they it. Have no skills. There's one right outside our house that no survival ca- called skills. Nibbler. Um, that our <laughs> upstairs neighbors, I, you can tell it used to be an indoor cat, but like every morning they put it out at night and every morning you, we can, when we start making breakfast, it can like detect some activity in our, in our kitchen and it starts meowing outside our window. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as one of us leaves the house, it just like runs in like through the, through into the hallway. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, did, sorry. Did you, have, we got off topic a <laughs> bit. Did you, did you have any questions? I think I asked a lot. It sounds like a fantastic day. Yeah, I would recommend it to anyone who feels the need to eat a whole bunch of meat at once. Mm-hmm. Um, or um, just just loves meat. Uh, it's don't, don't eat before you go. You do not need to do that. And it starts at 10. But maybe... So you can have breakfast? Have, maybe plan to have a salad for dinner afterwards. Mm, good idea. Yeah. Yeah. It starts at 11. And... It goes for like four hours, but yeah, it won't be around for another year. But ch- keep an eye on it if it's something that sounds intriguing to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brenda, did we have a song 
picked out to go yeah, next? Yeah, we did. Um, it was track number nine. But what band is this? This band is called... And Down Goes the Sky. Sorry. It's because the stickers that mark this as local and CanCon, the two things we play best, are, are covering the title of the CD. But the band is called AU4, and it's called And Down Goes the Sky. That's the name of the album? Yes. What's the name of the song? Oh, the name of the song is These Subtle Lights. And this album was actually put out by someone that used to play on our baseball team. Oh, who? Uh, ben Wiley. Oh. Oh. I think he did film stuff. Right. Yeah, but he wasn't a regular player. Okay. Well, let's uh let's let's get this going. Mhm. Thank you. 
That was We Found a Lovebird off of their Let's Start the War EP, and the song is called Biggest of Chunks, which is kind of a gross name. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Just, just, I don't know. It's a good song, though. Uh-huh. I liked it. Catchy. I liked it. It'll go well with um, what we're going to recommend for people to do this weekend. Mm-hmm. Where What are we recommending? You're, you're holding it in your hand. Well, our weekly pairing, we already played this. We can on play it again. Well, we can out, go out with but it. But we're going we're gonna to go out with it. Um, Jay Arner, who recently released a record on Mint Records and was actually mentioned on Pitchfork online. Yeah. It's good for you, Jay. Good for you. Um, so we're going to play Jay Arner, uh, but, uh, he's playing a show on Saturday. Yeah, with, uh, Tough Age, Monomyth, and Space Bros, possibly Space Brothers. Yes. And I like said, to uh, think of them as Space Bros. Space Bros is funnier. I don't know what kind of feel... Have we played them? We've never played them before, so I don't know what they sound like, but just about my guess, if they're Space Bros... They would be like uh, like a novelty Yo, band bro. with like with like beeping synths. Maybe Whereas if they were Space Brothers, then it would be folky. It'd be folky. But Bros would be. Like, but folky with like kind of like a like joke an rap. electronic influence. Yeah, Space Bros could be joke rap. Yeah, we'll try and find some <laughs> Space Bros. No, we don't know anything about Space Bros. We do know a lot about Jay Arner. He's a great musician. A lot like very poppy, and um, and Tough Age is great. And, like, just really beautiful pop songs. Tough Age. T- describe Tough Age for those who haven't heard them. Am I putting you on the spot? Um, I was going to say Surf Rock, but that's Jared's uh, last project, Korean Guts. Mm-hmm. Which uh, I don't think Tough Age sounds that much. No, I actually can't remember. Can you help me out here, I haven't Jordy? actually seen Tough Age. I was hoping you would. No, but Penny and Jared are in it, and they have great taste. So. Uh, Jared has been in so many bands that I've liked that I can't imagine him doing a bad job in anything. Korean Gut, Paula Ghosts. Um, they Shoot Horses. No, sorry, not They Shoot Horses. Um, or was he in that, too? I don't think so. No, okay. Uh, but um, I'm not thinking of that right now. I'm thinking of Rollmock. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. All great projects, and uh, Jarrett Sampson has been, if not leading them, at least uh, a strong presence in all of them. Mm-hmm. And Tough Age is relatively new, so who knows? Maybe we'll find a track to play next. And um, I think the show's at 1430 Main Street, which is Cinephile not, not, or Not 1430. 4-3. 4-3-30. 4-3-30. 4-3-40. Video. They live video. Um, it is seven dollars. Uh, you can get tickets now if you want uh, by just popping into Red Cat or Black Dog at the Camby location. Um, it's going to be a great show. And uh, if you're looking for somewhere to eat beforehand, uh, Brenda and I were just talking about our favorite restaurant, which is right next to it, uh, Grub, which has great uh, local artist wallpaper. Yes. Um, why do you love Grub so much, Jody? I, I really like the atmosphere. It's like nice and cozy. Uh, it's not. It's like very unpretentious, um, despite the fact that it has like a really great, uh, really great food. They don't. They just have a chalkboard that they put the food up on every 
And it's always local and the menu changes every day. Yeah, so you never know what you're going to get. If you really enjoyed something you had last time, it might uh, you might find it again. You might never see it again. And usually but it's exciting. A, a beef, pork, fish. Uh, there's always a vegetarian and, and a vegan option. Yeah. Um, and so you know there's going to be kind of one of and everything. The, and then there's some varieties. So the meats mix it up a little bit more, but there's usually like always a chicken and always some sort of red meat and always some sort of fish. And mm-hmm. then there's usually a few other things mixed in there. You can get a three-course meal for $35 there, which is a pretty great deal, and the food is really good. And every bite is a... Mm. Mm-hmm. Every bite. They're really good at what they do. They don't They don't try to overreach and try... It's like just reliably really good at making simple but delicious like kind of like home cooked style pacific northwest food is that how you would des- is that how you- i don't know if i'd say home cooked Maybe. Like how would you describe it um really well delivered local just like great tasting food Okay, well, it's somewhere in between what we've described, yeah, probably. Yeah, it's well presented. Yeah, it, it, the, yeah it's, it's well presented. It's not your average restaurant. No. It's, it's, it's a special occasion or date night, maybe. Yeah, date night for sure. Restaurant. Um, I actually am surprised I don't see more dates there mm. in the times that I've been there. It's usually like families or like a work group. But it's kind of hip. It's kind of hip, yeah. But not pretentious. Mm-hmm. And they also have these large punch bowls that you can get with oh, like yeah. gym, gin and fruit. share and share like um, alcoholic punches and like little punch glasses, which are pretty great. It's very great. They have a patio too. Summer's starting. Yes. If the weather's nice. Although sometimes they don't play music, and then other people hear a conversation, and that's always a little awkward. Is it? There is a little babbling water thing on the side. I guess it depends on what you're talking about whether it's embarrassing or not i guess so i just always feel awkward when people at the next table like when there's not enough sort of white noise Mm. you know if there's just like two groups then you can hear very clearly that bothers you i don't know it doesn't seem like something maybe i just don't care enough about what other people think but i would appreciate being able to listen to other people's conversations (laughs) 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 so i could see why maybe Maybe if I was sitting next to you, you wouldn't like that. Uh, what's co- uh, coming up next? We've got a stereoscopic readout uh, with Darren. Yes. He's pacing in the hallway. Is he? Yeah, he's getting ready to come in and set up. He always um, does that. Uh, ben Lai uh, will be showing up later for Thunderbird Radio Hell. Oh, and Jay Arner actually plays a starring role in the Thunderbird Radio Hell show promo. Yes, which we will not be playing, but uh, next time we do, we've but played we it occasionally played it many, many in the past. Times. Um, is there any song that you would like to hear off of this album, or should I just pick my favorite? Just pick your favorite. Okay, I'm going to play Bird of Prey. This is uh, uh, Jay Arner off of his new album. <laughs> 